0: A listener Production. This is Global Truths with Dr. Keith Souter. Join us each week as we break down one issue in global politics so that you can understand what's going on in the world right now and what's likely to happen in the future. Our host, Dr. Keith Souter, is one of Australia's leading commentators on global affairs and geopolitics. My name is Sasha Tanik. I'm a journalist. And today I'm coming to you from isolation. If it sounds a little different, I'm at home today. We're not quite out of the pandemic yet. But Keith, today what we're going to be talking about is Trump's legal problems. So, I mean, where do we start with this can of worms? Donald Trump is, in fact, facing the highest number of legal actions of any ex-president in history, as many as 19 or so.
1: At the very least. And um, part of the problem is just trying to count up how many there are and how the, the issues just seem to keep on arising and then falling away. I think the standard feature so far is that he's been able to survive all of these cases. Uh, he's lost a few, uh, but basically he manages to keep sailing on. It's a remarkable testimony. And, of course, in some cases, uh, the prosecuting bodies, government agencies, etc., cetera, just figure, look, we just can't beat him. And so they just turn a blind eye to things that are clearly irregular And at the moment, there's real pressure on those government bodies to do investigations into Trump's, particularly his business activities, to find out what on earth has been going on. But at the moment, you'd have to say the guy's doing brilliantly at being able to avoid litigation. It's worth bearing in mind, by the way, that two-thirds of all the world's lawyers live in the United States. So um, litigation is a common form of activity in the United States. But even so, he manages to sail above all of that.
0: And how common is it for an ex-president to face legal action, let alone this many Uh, lawsuits?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Completely unique for this many. I'm just trying to think. Some ex-presidents leave office with large legal bills. I'm thinking particularly of Bill Clinton. He was broke when he left the White House and was able to trade out of that. Through trading on his name, but he's not been embroiled in the sort of litigation since leaving office um, that we're seeing surrounding Trump. So it is very, very unusual uh, for any president to be in this sort of situation. The president is, in legal terms, the fountain of justice. In other words, that the president is able to issue pardons because the president of the day is seen as being the head of the legal service. In the same way, the Queen of England can issue pardons for criminals, et cetera. And so it's very unusual that presidents get bogged down in legal problems because they're supposed to be above all of that. So Trump, once again, is showing his uniqueness in being embroiled in so many legal actions.
0: So before we get to the actual lawsuits and break those down, has Trump actually announced whether he's running again in 2024? Do we know that?
1: No, for sure. We we ha- we haven't heard an explicit statement from Trump, bearing in mind he's very mercurial and keeps changing his mind. What we can say is that he's trying to get all of his ducks in a row. So if you look at the US election timetable, and unlike Australia, the US election timetable was laid down 200 years ago in the Constitution. So this year we will have what are called the midterm elections. So they will be for the middle of the presidential term. So President Biden is not up for re-election but uh, all the lower house and one third of the Senate will be up for re-election. And at the moment, the Democrats just about hold on to control in both houses. It's assumed the Democrats will lose control in both of those houses, in which case Biden will have a very difficult final two years in office. He's not had a good first two years, but his second lot of two years will be absolutely appalling. But that'll give Trump a very clear indication as to whether the Trump magic still works. And then he will take soundings, in a sense, from how his response is going as to whether or not he should actually run. You'd have to say at the moment he is the obvious front-runner candidate for the Republicans. There are some Republicans who don't like him, the never-Trump Republicans, but he, at the moment, um, it just continues to to go on, all sorts of um, problems. He He's trying to set up his own equivalent of Twitter, for example, the uh, sort of social truth network, and that has failed. So he's running into problems, but at the moment, he's still the number one Republican contender.
0: Okay, so we might come back to his election chances a bit later and explore that. But first of all, in terms of this legal action he's facing, is Trump facing criminal or civil action?
1: A, A mixture of both. So in a criminal action, if the defendant is found guilty, they will be punished by the state, such as going to jail or being fined. If it's a civil action, it's two or more parties, not a state, two or more parties who seek to settle their differences, such as over contracts, for example, for which there are not criminal sanctions involved, but they could be punished by virtue of having costs awarded against them and money awarded against them. So you've got two branches of law. It is possible, by the way, to actually have the same crime being examined in the two branches. So, for example if you're um, accused of of murdering your ex-wife and you get found not guilty by a jury in California, you can then, as the next of kin, bring a civil action against the alleged murderer and you can win that because there's a lower level of proof required. So you have two branches of law. It really depends on how people, how they use the legal system rather than the act itself, which determines what is the more important here. And in the case of Trump, he's had decades of being sued in civil actions and also now increasingly attracting the risk of criminal offences. And, of course, if he does badly in a criminal case, then he runs the risk of going to jail.
0: Okay, so let's break it down as he's facing litigation in a number of different areas of his life, business, personal and political. So let's look at business first. What are the implications for Trump there? Well,
1: Trump runs a family-controlled business, so it's not required to be as transparent as the publicly traded companies. So, for example, you might have shares in in Apple. Um, so that is a publicly traded company, has produced annual reports, very close scrutiny of what's going on, etc. Trump has retained a family-controlled or business structure, which means there is far less transparency as to what's going on. Even in terms of annual reports, what they produce is a statement of financial condition so that's been i think one of the reasons why people have been unwilling to take on trump because of the opaqueness of his financial records uh, it's much easier to go after a big corporation like apple say or ford or gm than the trump organization at the moment we're paying a lot of attention to alan weisberg who is the chief financial officer to the trump organization and has been there for many years and actually worked for Trump's father. If he decides to come clean, he knows where the bodies are buried. And so who knows what will flow from his deciding to cooperate with authorities on this. It's interesting to note that Trump has been embroiled in court cases half a century ago. This was when he was beginning his real estate career. As you know, he got a tremendous boost from his... uh, father in developing uh, real estate projects, and the allegations that were made at the time, this is the 1970s, were that uh, he discriminated against black housing tenants. Tragically, that is a a common complaint that's made that um, real estate developers did not want to have black housing tenants. They prefer to have white ones. There is still an element of that, by the way, that goes on in American housing to this day. So that, that's where he began half a century ago <laughs> with complaints about how he was treating uh, potential black housing tenants. He was helped at that time by the notorious Roy Cohen. And Roy Cohen, isn't, well, it depends on whether or not you're in his fan club. I'm not. But he was a brilliant lawyer. My sheer force of character used to win cases. And, tr- and he died prematurely of AIDS. And Trump has never been able to find another lawyer or a fixer as good as Cohen. So Rudy Giuliani, the former uh, mayor of New York, Time magazine person of the year in 2001, has really damaged his reputation by becoming Trump's lawyer. It's not at all clear to me why Giuliani would want to take that job on. I hope Trump's paying him all the fees. But Giuliani is, is not in the same category as Roy Cohen. And so Trump has felt himself at a bit of a loss the last uh, few decades because he does not have somebody like Roy Cohen to look after some of his interests.
0: You're listening to Global Truths with Dr Keith Souter. I'm Sasha Tannock and Keith today we're talking about Trump's legal problems. So we've covered some of the business problems he's facing and the lawsuits there. What about his personal life? Because that's also very complicated, <laughs> to a say a the That's a polite way of putting it. <laughs> that's right. Thank you, Sasha. A very
1: polite way of putting it. Um, so he's had litigation with his ex-wives and other women uh, over allegations of sexual harassment. Another sort of litigation is from his niece, Mary L. Trump, Now, it's a complicated family. So you have Fred Trump Sr., who was the father of, amongst others, Donald Trump, and his brother, Fred Trump Jr. Now, Fred Trump Jr. had certain issues, let me just say. He never wanted to go into real estate and died prematurely. And his niece is very critical of her uncle's behavior towards her late father. And there is a piece of litigation at the moment uh, between uh, Mary Trump and Donald Trump because she's complaining that Trump has reduced her access to the estate of their late grandfather, that's Fred Senior, uh, to reduce her inheritance. So that that's another aspect. So he even treats his relatives badly. <laughs> it's not just as though he treats his business partners badly. He treats even his relatives Badly, And, of course, there is my favorite example in all of this is the hush money that was paid to the adult film star Stormy Daniels during the election campaign in 2016 to keep her quiet about um, alleged sexual activities between Trump and Stormy Daniels. Um, Now, it's, it's quite legal to pay hush money, but it's illegal not to declare it. This is the irony of American law. So he paid the hush money to keep her quiet, fine, but then he didn't put it down as an election expense and that's what makes it illegal.
0: Right, okay. So there's a whole
1: cluster of issues there of a personal nature.
0: Very complicated personal life. And now we get to the politics of it. Uh, in terms of litigation, what's he facing there? Because there's a number of different elements there as well.
1: Yeah, so the business issues begin almost half a century ago and then the personal ones have gone on for quite a few decades as well with his ex-wives, et cetera. The whole cluster of uh, litigation around politics, I think, emerged in the year 2015 when uh, Trump announced that he was going to run for the White House. And so you get now a cluster of issues relating to his time in the White House, specifically running as president or serving four years as president. So obviously, a clear example of cases would be The fact that he is the only president to have been impeached twice. Impeached means to go on trial. It doesn't mean you're found guilty. It just simply means that you go on trial. And he's the only one who's been impeached twice. We also have a a bizarre recording from the uh, election in 2020 when Trump rang the then Georgia Secretary of State, Brad Raffsenberger, and said, I just want to find 11,780 votes, which was the number that he required to win in Georgia. And the allegation here, very clearly, is that this is election interference. There's also the whole problem arising out of the January 6th insurrection, in which he may or perhaps may not have encouraged people to march on Congress and attempt to murder members of Congress, including his vice president. So there's a whole cluster of... Of issues there. And then when he left the White House in January 21, he took boxes of official memos and records to his private Florida residence. And in doing so, he violated the Presidential Records Act. So even in terms of his political career, we have all sorts of issues there to be examined.
0: So that's a very long list he's facing, quite exhausting if you go through it line by line. Uh, what about litigation wear and tear? I mean, what about just how he's rallying against all of these cases coming at him all at once?
1: This is the thing that I find fascinating about Trump. Um, I loathe what Trump is about, but I have to acknowledge the resilience that he has displayed. If you speak to anybody who has ever been involved in a court case of only one, one court case, they'll tell you how tiring it was, um, what a depressing experience it was and yet he's involved in so many different court cases and has been doing so for half a century. He um, is made of incredibly resilient material and stamina and is able to cope with several simultaneous legal actions so far. And as I've already said, Trump has lost very few legal skirmishes over the decades, and so there's not been one single knockout blow issued against him.
0: And that's interesting. I mean, how many of these lawsuits are expected to actually stick or are they designed to exhaust him with coming at him at all levels? Well,
1: it's a bit like Watergate. You know, if you look back at the Watergate scandal, there was no one single person who was trying to get Richard Nixon. A lot of people were trying. And it was like being trapped in a spider's web. And the more Nixon struggled between 1972 and 1974, the more he got trapped. And I think that this is what one could say about Trump that the more he struggles, the more cases he seems to attract. But so far, unlike Richard Nixon, who was gone within two years, Trump continues to sail on. And he's so far not being slowly strangled by litigation. The point that I do make is that if you think back at Al Capone, who was a gangster uh, who lived between 1899 and 1947, he was never caught for murder or violent crimes. Instead, he went to jail over tax evasion convictions. So in other words, it was a tax man that got him rather than people trying to track down murders, etc. And it is interesting that Trump in the last few weeks has run into yet another problem because the accounting firm Mazars USA, which have handled his money for the past decade, have now dissociated themselves with their record keeping, and they're now saying that they can no longer vouch for the reliability of that recording. So whether he will avoid all the big charges, but end up getting caught up in some sort of comparatively small charge, and that's where the government might get him.
0: So can he still run in 2024 if he does have criminal proceedings or civil outstanding, but particularly criminal? Yeah, well, this is the
1: irony of the US Constitution. He can run from prison. There is a a, a case of, in fact, of a black human rights activist who did run from prison and did quite well as a third-party candidate. So Trump could actually run from prison. There's nothing to say that he um, cannot run. And, of course, once he becomes president on January 20, and if, it's, and if he's been caught under federal offences, he can then issue a pardon for himself.
0: <laughs> astonishing. <laughs> True. So that's so back...
1: astonishing.
0: <laughs> so getting back then to Trump's election chances, uh what do you think they are? Is he in with a shot? I think
1: they're good. I, I, I think they're good because, in a sense, all these court cases enable him to say, I'm being persecuted by the Democrats. So it adds to his martyrdom status. So it's, it's a remarkable situation. The more court cases there are, it can say, look at how I'm being hounded by all these uh, dangerous left-wing people.
0: Well, I think it's fair to say that truth is sometimes stranger than fiction in the case of Trump, so uh, we stay tuned for what the future holds. Thanks very much, Keith. I look forward to our next chat. <laughs>
1: Thank you. <laughs> listener.